Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and financially knowledgeable. On this episode, Derek is taking over. The lunatics run the asylum, and I'm in charge. I'll be hosting as I speak with the creators of a very successful financial literacy program that has taken the continent by storm. This program starts by teaching our community, our youth, how to, man- how to master their finances. I'm excited to host this very special episode and hear from some of the graduates of this highly successful program. Get to scrubbing. Financially clean is in the building. This time around, I'm hosting, and we've got a ton of guests on here today. But just to keep things spicy, I'm going to have a little mystery, and I'm going to introduce only our distinguished guests for this one, and you'll you'll see why in a moment. So, Matt, drum roll, please. Mr. Sean Linda and Miss Dion Nichols from Financially Clean, welcome uh, aboard uh, my uh, show. Uh, Listen to that. They wow. have a whole studio audience back there. Strong J, strong J, strong J. Well, Sean, you've got a lot of guests back there from what I'm hearing. Uh, you want to introduce some of them? Well, let me get my f- one minute. Thanks for having me on this great show, Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I've heard a lot about it, so I'm happy to be part of it today. <laughs> I want to see how this rookie host does it, but hey, you got the mic today. It's great to be a Two Black Guy with Good Credit today and to be uh, a guest. But I had to bring, I don't come alone, I travel with packs, Derek, so I brought my crew with me today, my motley crew. So we have my good friend Damien, who's here, who's been part of the show, who's been part of the classes. Hey, how y'all doing? And then we have Mr. 850 here. Hey, everyone. And then we have Miss Maria L. here. <laughs> it's Mary L. <laughs> then we have Nicole. Hey, guys. We have Marcus. What's going on, everybody out there? We got Big Mike. What's happening, folks? We got Casper. We got Peter. Yerp. We got Jonathan. What's going on, everybody? We got Lou. What's popping, y'all? And we got Anna. Hannah. Hannah. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. It's all right. But they're all in the house to talk about financial literacy, financially clean. So. Without further ado, like I said, 
Financially Clean is in the building. It's time to get your finances in pro in order and start scrubbing. Well, welcome, welcome, everyone. You've got a whole football team back there. Well, well Sean, we'll let the listeners know. Why do they want to hear about Financially Clean today? Yes, and today you are the quarterback, Derek. Do not fumble. Do not throw any interceptions. Keep it tight, no okay, brother? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> With that being said, Matt, take us away. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. For our first-time listeners, Sean and Dion have always co-hosted the show. So I have to ask, how does it feel to be on the other side of the microphone? How does it feel to be in my my warm-up chair, my shoes? How does that feel? <laughs> Feels great. Nice to get back into the saddle, you know? Keeps us on our toes. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm, pr- I'm proud to talk about, you know, something that, you know, we've actually, we actually, you know, uh, birthed, if you know what I mean? This is our baby, so... Um, Pretty, pretty proud moment. It's good. It's good. So before we get too deep into our conversation, how would you define financial literacy for the audience? I define financial literacy as being able to understand financial, certain basic financial principles that you're able to add to your lifestyle and figure out a way in which you can achieve your personal goals. It doesn't have to be a financial goal, a number goal. It's just a goal of what you want to do in life, what you want to accomplish in life, and you know how finance can drive that. So not limited to education. No, there's no. I've met people. I think level of education is irrelevant sometimes when it comes to financial literacy. I've met. I've worked on Wall Street. And I've met some very high income brokers that are broke. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> because good. you're that's financially good. <laughs> illiterate if you're spending everything that you make. You know that's not that's financial ignorance in a, to a certain extent. You know, especially if you're making high high value. Well, not if it's a case of you're making low income and there's and there's not so much you can do about it. But if you're making six figures plus and you're not saving anything, that's almost getting the board of financial ignorance. Yes, no, that's good. So, Dion, let me let me throw this question out to you. What are some of the biggest financial hurdles that people have personally shared with you? Um, a lot come from women who, especially after a divorce or a separation, um, who never handled finances before. Um, or, you know, just thought, okay, well, I'm with my, with my partner or my husband, I'm good. And then, you know, things happen and now you're, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to balance a, a budget and, and, uh, not realizing, wow, I never accumulated any assets of my own. Um, and you're basically starting from scratch. Um, there are, you know, people have shared with me, you know, who have received inheritances or, um, come into lump sums of money, and because they don't have financial, you know, literacy, um, lose it. You know, um, something that their parents worked so hard for. You know, uh, so those are probably some of the the stories that stick out to me the most. Honestly, this this goes back centuries. I mean, I took the liberty of doing a little bit of research. There. We used to have a lady for that, for the research piece, but, you know, I, I did it this time. So there's the man <laughs> with the facts today, right? It's the man with the facts, not the lady? <laughs> You the man. <laughs> she needs, she deserves a day off too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So Benjamin Franklin back in 1737 had some financial advice that he gave to the U.S. And if I'm not mistaken, this is some of the earliest financial advice documented on record. He wrote an article for what's it called? Hints for those that would be rich. 
And I, I thought that was pretty interesting that that's how far back this, this conversation and text goes. You know? Yeah, and I would say, you know, even in fast forward today, the financial gap is not even doing better. It's actually widening. The richest 1% now owns half the world's net wealth. Can you imagine that one percent of the world of the of the world owns half the world's net wealth? That's that's kind of a crazy statistics, and I, I believe you know the only way to level the playing field and hopefully everybody's room thinks is through financial literacy. You know I always read of successful people in my community and so many of them write autobiographies about their success, but I'm not I'm still have yet to hear limited about an actual playbook on how to achieve this success, a step by step. How did they get here and there? And I think. Part of the things that we have to do better is share our knowledge and increase our financial literacy, or this 1% gap is going to stay the way it is for the next 100 or 200 years. Yep. Some of that is back alley, back alley conversations. You know, Sometimes people will be in the back toasting glasses and keeping that information to themselves. Yeah, it's true. Like everybody, you know, I've, I've read, seen so many successful people, and they never really break it down. It's always you know, just talking about their successes and not, a, you know, I would love to know. You know, how Oprah became from a degree in geography to becoming one of the most powerful women in the world, you know, at Playbook. You know, how Jay-Z started from selling tapes in the back of his car to now being, you know, the top hip-hop artist and getting into many other assets. How did he leverage his money? Is he taking out loans? Is he providing credit applications? What's he doing? You know, speaking on that topic, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but... People always tell me if they had more money, it would solve all of their problems. I don't, I don't really agree with that. I feel like if you don't know what to do with money, it's kind of useless to you. There are rich people that have been broke. There are poor people that are able to leverage their money and, and do well for themselves. So Funny enough, a friend of mine just sent me an article uh, today about Antoine, Wa Antoine Walker and how he lost $110 million. Um, there's a perfect example Again, so many athletes we know, and that's you know a big part of our overall you know mission at, at some point would be to to you know get into these professional um, leagues and, and and teach these you know whether it's the rookies or you know the professional players you know how to manage these large sums of money that they come into because they think the money's not going to run out you know and they're buying depreciating assets they want to carry their entire family. Um, not knowing that one day, you know, if you spend more than you're, you know, you're, you're taking in, it's going to be gone. Oh yeah. I'd have a heart attack if I lost that much money. I, I yeah. I said, I think it's an 80% of football players go broke by the end of their career. The misconception is we're all in awe of rich people when we see them, but you know, having wealth and money doesn't, doesn't having money doesn't mean you're make you smarter than anybody else. In some cases it actually makes you more ignorant. You know, I have, I have doctor friends athlete friends, lawyers that are broke. But then I have friends that are blue collar workers, that are bus drivers, that are laborers and, 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 and friends that are, are smart with their money and are, and are rich. So, you know, the misconception that because you see somebody in awe and they have money doesn't mean that they're, they're smart with their money. A lot of them times are, are careless, you know. Financially, it doesn't discriminate by race, age, or even gender. I, you know, I felt that through my life lessons in financial discipline, I needed to, you know, share this and let people understand that, hey, if you keep certain principles and understanding, basic understandings, then I don't think you can, you can, you'll lose money. You'll actually gain. You'll, you may not lottery quick gain, but you'll gain in increments, you know, and slowly. You know, I always say once you're rich in mind, you'll never be broke. Right. And I know you have about 10 friends in there that are all rich in mind. So, you know, you 
You've got better friends than I, I, I hope so. I, hope, I think they're all rich in mine. I feel the richness around me right now. I'm going to leave that's a little right, donation right. box when they leave my house. <laughs> so, so getting back to a little bit of the, the education around financial literacy, at least, that really didn't become popular until the 20th century, so it's still pretty fairly new. So to reiterate that, people have been able to work, create mass transit, and bank decades before they knew if the money that they were putting and moving around was actually in their best interest. That's, that's pretty crazy to me to think that you wouldn't know what to do with your money. You weren't taught about it for all that time. So when, when financial literacy started taking off and, and started actually moving, the banking industry, which this sounds like more of an advertisement to me, they actually started teaching financial literacy. But that's a huge conflict of interest there if a bank is all of a sudden give you, giving you this financial literacy but only highlighting specific products. So that's a huge conflict of interest, and I don't think enough people are realizing that, especially today. You'll still see it on TV and still see it on websites where banks are specifically giving you information that only leads to their direct products. It's, um, it's quite the funneling system. And even today, I mean, there's so much of a dire need for it. I mean, you've got examples all around you with subprime mortgages, payday loans, loans where your job is your credit, student loans, and the list goes on and on. It's funny with so much access to information, the community as a whole, the U.S. as a whole, doesn't actually seek enough educational finance. No, they, I mean, this country does very well without us knowing things. They make very good money on our ignorance, right? So it's, it's, it tends to be by design. But uh, thankfully, there's programs like ours around, you know, around the country that are taking, taking this on, you know? There's consumers and suppliers just to decide which side of the fence you want to be on. And unfortunately, you can't have a prosperous country without a supplier and without a consumer. And it's just fortunate. Unfortunately, a lot of us in our community uh, become consumers rather than suppliers. And that 1% is that suppliers consuming, providing services for the 99%. Although I, I, I will add, I should, I should actually just add that, you know, there have been some strides. So I don't want to negate that. Um, last count, there were... 45 states who are, that are now including personal finance um, in their you know, K-12 curriculum. However, only 22 of those states are actually required to offer the per personal finance class. And then of those 22, only 17 require the higher, actually require the high school student to take one. But I did want to give a shout out to five states who are doing it well. Um, they, got, they actually get an, an A grade for their efforts, and that's Alabama, Missouri, Tennessee, Utah, and Virginia. And guess who is supposed to be next? That's right, whoever answered, New York, actually. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if you heard, but Borough President, the Brooklyn Borough President himself, Eric Adams, just announced a bill, so support. Yeah, we actually stood next to him at his press conference, so that was pretty cool. And financially, team was part of that. Nice. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure, man. And, you know, I'm actually curious. Um, well, my name is Jonathan. I had the privilege of um, helping organize one of the financial literacy workshops in New York City. And um, I'm just curious, Dion, the five states that you mentioned, I wonder if we can do a, do a test in the mental health levels of the people or, like, um, the people who are in the state. Because um, we know that mental health and money problems are intrinsically linked together, um, intricately linked together. And, um, you know, just... 
it's, it's just very interesting to see that people who mismanage their finances also are facing mental health issues. So uh, I think this system of capitalism that we live in is very, very beautiful. It has some wonderful things, but it breeds, um, it breeds poor mental health management, right? And I just have a fact for you real quick, right? So um, according to moneyandmentalhealth.org, 46% of people in problem debt also have mental health problems, right? So if we want to fix the problem of mental health, we also should be pushing financial literacy. There was a study done um, in 2017 by Champlain College. And so now if we look at those 45 states, more than half, is it 27 states only got a, a grade level of C in terms of their efforts of actually teaching the financial literacy. So like there is some headway, but there's still quite a ways to go. All right, and we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. NickNightDirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to NickNightDirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T Direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of NickNightDirect.com and you have my word. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We're back with Sean Linda and Dion Nichols from Financially Clean. Now, Sean and Dion, from time to time in previous podcasts, we hear snippets of Financially Clean, but we don't really get to hear what it's about. So let's start from the beginning. Sean and Dion, how did how did finance really impact your lives growing up? Well, you know, I was taught financial literacy indirectly by my mother, you know, in the sense that she she all she used credit to purchase food for us, furniture for us, everything was on loan, layaway, and she was just paying things month to month. I, I'm scared to even think of what her interest rate she was paying at the time, but you know, she taught me just to, to keep paying bills on time, and it gave her more credit, more access to money to, to provide for my sister and I. Although we grew up you know, in a single family home, government housing, our house was packed, man. I remember when the social worker would come by, I, my mom would always feel like she was jealous of us because <laughs> there was food in the fridge, there was furniture laid out, it was, it was good. So I think that's how she used it. And just from her, I just adopted the habits of just paying my bills on time. Well, my story is actually really similar. Also raised single mom, four kids, or, uh, came from the Caribbean, you know, to make a better life. And um, the extent of my financial literacy, um, I, I guess, advice from my mom was always keep a roof over your head and always pay your bills on time. And I will say, you know, that definitely stayed with me um, throughout my, my high school and college years, you know. So, yeah, it was also my mother. Ditto, ditto. So, if I recall, you guys came from corporate backgrounds, right? Yeah. We did. So, if going, going from corporate to nonprofit, what was that like for you guys? Uh, it was easy for me. It just felt like the timing was right. I felt that I, I learned what I needed to learn in the corporate sector and even working for myself, and it just felt like it's time to package these teachings and pass them on to, to other people. So it felt natural for me. Um, mine came more indirectly. It was, I wouldn't say it was a, a one-two punch. Um, I just I had, uh, I had worked in fashion, uh, women's luxury fashion, for almost 20 years, and I had gotten just to a point where I felt like um, I was being called to do something more, and... Um, 
I knew I loved working with children. I had a son that I was raising and I just, you know, seeing him just being a sponge, you know, um, right. When they, when they want to learn that, that, at that age, when they're around that, that five, six year old, you know, and, uh, I was thinking about going back to school and becoming an elementary uh, school teacher. Um, I said, okay, if I'm not excited to get on a plane and go to Paris, or I'm not excited about that, you know, that luxury gown anymore, you know, I need to pass it on to somebody else and, uh, figure out what my, my purpose is. Right. Um, and and it was around that exact same time that Sean approached me and said, Dion, you know what? I want to actually launch a financial literacy youth program. Why don't you help me? So just think this girl, you know, did, I did not come from wall street, uh, you know, um, I jumped from fashion to finance. I, I can't lie. It, it took me a moment, you know, to decide whether this is the direction I wanted to go. But um, I have no regrets. We're four years in. It's amazing um, some of the exciting things that we have um, not only accomplished, but um, have had a chance to experience. And we're definitely better for it. You know, we love what we're doing for the for the young people that we've worked with, but we've we're better for it as well in terms of how much they've given back to us. And I know several people thank you for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great feeling, and it also put me in a, in a world that I had never really encountered. So as I started meeting other people in this nonprofit sector. Um, and seeing, you know, coming from corporate, right, where they're making the six figures and, you know, we're working for the material things. And then now you're meeting these people that, you know, it's not about the, uh, the, the gratification of material or the, you know, the big salary. It's, it's really about helping people. And I just met so many, you know, um, I guess, unsung heroes. And it's been very inspiring for me. So I follow both you guys on Instagram and I see the photos and I saw that you were recently invited to Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams at a financial literacy, literacy con- uh, press conference. And if you guys don't follow them on Instagram, you guys need to give out your handle so people can follow you. But in the meantime, <laughs> what, what did that mean to you? Um, that was actually a really moving moment for us uh, because when we actually started this program, that was the ultimate you know, vision and goal was to eventually see financial literacy a permanent part of the school curriculum. And to be standing next to the borough president who now is taking, you know, full stride to make this happen and for us to be a part of it, that was that was quite the moment. Sean, how did how did that feel for you? Yeah, it was a moment. It shows that this is coming surreal. People are really believing in what we're doing and the way in the style in which we're teaching at. You know, it was it was great to be to be asked to be present with him as well, to to be part of um making a change, a definite change, a concrete change. So it's exciting. Um, and like to just to echo what Dion was saying, you know, financial literacy and teaching it has opened up so many doors and it's brought me around some great people and even the people sitting with me today that I, you know, I have no regrets, you know, of, of doing this and being part of something I think is so powerful. And when you can see lives changing, minds opening up, I mean, the climatic point for me all the time is when I'm teaching in class and I see the eyes change. And especially in a world of social media, I don't recall people, people really even texting or doing anything like that during, <laughs> during the classes because everybody's so engaged in the program. So those are the little things like that kind of make me happy. Now, in addition to financial literacy, you also teach personal branding and lifestyle. Because I that? believe that financial literacy and lifestyle go hand in hand. You can't excel in one without the other. And if you're not listening to what people want to do in their lifestyle and then trying to teach financial principles, I don't think you're really being effective. 
Yeah, and on the personal branding piece, which is the A in clean, attention to detail, um, I always say, and I, I believe I've taken this from Warren Buffett, but when you increase your self-worth, you increase your net worth. So the more you are building your brand, you are attracting the better college, you are attracting the better clients, you are attracting the better employers, there is a financial literacy component to that, or you know, there is an, an income potential to that. Right, so the better you can network and, and work the net, um, the better relationships you can build. Um, you know, there's a financial upswing. So that's why we make sure we incorporate that as well. So, so Dion, you just said one of the letters in, in clean actually stood for something. So, is clean actually an acronym? Uh, what, what, what's the story? It is, that? and actually, that's a great story. I don't know if you want to take this one, Sean. How that all came about? Um, yeah. So a few years ago, probably now it seems long, probably about six, seven years ago, a good friend of mine was teaching a youth program in the summer, and he invited me to come in and speak about financial literacy to the kids at summer camp. And so actually, Dion and I were brainstorming and figuring a way that we can uh, get the message across that the kids will like. So we we came up with like. Well, we didn't have clean. We had clear. We had uh, many different things that we were thinking of. And it, and I think, you know, when you're doing, you know, I'm not an over-religious person, but when you're doing the work of God, it just comes naturally because we came up with the acronym CLEAN literally overnight, and it just all blended well, and it fit well, and it's, it's lasted ever since. So C is credit. L is learn to live without. E is education. A is attention to detail. And N is no shame in your game. And I think it just sums up what our program is about. It's financial literacy. And everybody will know. Like, I think at the beginning of the program, we more focus on credit and finance. But towards the end, it's more getting into lifestyle and figuring out a, a game plan. Okay. Okay, Mr. Clean. Okay. So how long is this program? Um, we like to make it 12 weeks. And I, I think Dion can explain why we make it 12 weeks. Yeah, I mean, we all know it takes at least 30 days to make a habit, right? So there's a lot of financial literacy youth programs out there, but they tend to have that one-off format. So how are you really going to make transformational change? So that's why we intentionally made it a 12-week program, and you're co- we're constantly building um, on, the cr- on the material from one class to the next um, until we build up to the last class. So yeah, that's, that was very intentional in the way we um, designed the program. Just to add to what Dion is saying, you know, in our community, we have to change a mindset. I mean, we, when I, the more I teach, the more I think how, how this is built into our culture, like to be consumers and to not, and to having, not really being credit responsible. So, you know, you're breaking a lot of bad habits, and you can see the transitioning happening week to week, and people going home and questioning their parents, their sisters, their brothers over habits that they were, that they were taught. So I just think... Um, to really be effective in our community, we need to make it something where we can build that and they can come back and feel like it's a safe haven space to talk about these things and, and change that perception. And I think to date it's worked. I think shortening it to make it like a four-week or three-week program, it wouldn't be as impactful. So, you know, we, 12 weeks is our sweet spot, but we have shortened it sometimes to 10 weeks or so. But I think the longer we do it, um, the more effective it is. That's good you guys are opening up that dialogue. That's really good. Definitely, and, and Sean will tell you, many times the students go back home, they talk to their parents, they come back with questions, or maybe now they happen to read an article um, that, you know, maybe at before our program might not have piqued their interest, and now they have questions. So why you guys are, are bringing this out to, to different colleges, universities, and schools, are those schools actually equ- equipped to teach financial literacy? To date, I haven't really... F- been across one. I think that's why they bring our program in. I just think financial literacy sometimes need to need to be taught by somebody with strong financial experience. I think textbook teaching it is not as effective. 
I think this is something that, you know, like myself, I try to combine financial literacy principles with real life stories. And I think to have that, to have somebody that can do that makes it a more effective thing because this financial literacy is an everyday thing, everyday decision making. Should I buy this? Should I lease this? Should I own this? Should I rent this? These are things that, that, yeah, that I don't think a textbook is going to tell you for every real life scenario. So I think it. I think you need somebody with experience and that has a little understanding and is successful in making those decisions. I mean, the only solution I can see is you know, how do you how do you do a mass training? You know, it would have to be a really robust training of the teachers to really make it as effective as it it could be. So, thank God for financially clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think Sean, one thing we haven't mentioned, and I I. I think it's important, uh, at least for our program, uh, the fact that Sean brings that secret sauce um, of taking a straight talk. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Kind of strategic approach to it as well. So it's not just rote memory definitions, and he really gets uh, the students connecting the dots, really making it relatable. Um, I, I mean, you, I don't know if the, the audience can attest to that, but um, I think it's the way he really takes that strategic way of looking at building finance that um, that's what the, that the young people really get out of it as well. That's good. So where, where is Clean taking you? You know, you, you've been able to do all this successful stuff with your program. Where is it actually taking you? Uh, we've met some dynamic people. I mean, we, we've met with top NBA Player Association officials about bringing the program to uh, the NBA. We've traveled internationally. We've spoken to students in colleges all over the country. You've met me. You know, that, that's, that's a that's huge thing. The Credit King, that's pretty, that's pretty huge. Man, that's, that's crazy. And people have actually, you know, I've, great, I've built great relationships. I mean, two people in this room in particular, Peter and Mr. 850, were actually listeners, and, and Casper as well, were actually listeners of the show and reached out to us, and we are all, I consider them my friends. So you're meeting some people that I know I would have never, ever have met had it not been for, for financial literacy and teaching financially clean. 
and we're just really, like I said, we're just coming out of diapers. So we're not even, we're just, so I can't imagine what's going to happen down the road and the opportunity it's going to bring. But we get emails from people all over the world. I, I had a call with a lady from Korea about a couple months ago that's moving back to the States, and she was looking to purchase real estate, and she wanted my advice, you know, those type of things. You know, every day we're getting emails from different people about wanting to do our programming, wanting to meet with us. I was actually in Cuba one time, and I was talking to a guy, and he was like, your voice sounds familiar. And I was like, I do a podcast. He goes, oh, my God, I listen to your show. My son and I listen to your show. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was in Cuba. So I was like, whoa. That was kind of, so it's, it's kind of interesting to, to see. And it's just, an, uh, you know, to say again, just putting effort to what you want to do and putting it out there, and you'll see that how much opportunities present themselves. I mean, I think one of my, um, ah, like, I guess, I don't know if I call it an aha moment, but it was a moment uh, when we actually took our first class to the Federal Reserve. Um, that was that was pretty awesome to see the students, um, you know, when they saw the gold, you know, the bullions and millions and millions of bullions of gold and just um, seeing how attentive they were to learning about money um, from that perspective. That was that was a pretty cool moment for Financially Clean. And just to say to people that think they can't do it, I mean, Dion and I are doing this with really no budget. So for all those people that say they can't do certain things and it's so hard, it's so difficult, you know... You know, we're, I always say, you know, I, I never get invited in the front door. I always sometimes go through the back door. Sometimes I jump through a window, uh, you know. But at the end of the day, my focus is on, on, on getting it done. So if you believe that you can't get it done, I mean, we've been, like I said, we've met some really great people and done some great experiences with, with really no budget, with us funding it ourselves and, and really, and, you know, and, and, and climbing. So I think anything is possible. You know, we met Barack Obama luckily a few weeks ago, and he just kept reiterating all the time throughout our meeting with him. He was just like, dream big. Everything he said, every, even the things that he signed for us, it said, dream big, dream big. And, you know, he, he, he said he started off, he had no intentions of being the president of the United States. He was, wanted to be an architect. And from an architect, he just started doing community work in Chicago. And he became senator, and then all of a sudden he became the president of the United States. You know, it's, it's he for just stunned on us right now. He just stunned on us. Yeah, and for people to tell you, dream big, yeah, 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 you hear that. But when you hear the first black president of the United States telling you that, like, he's really meaning it because he's trying to tell us, like, he didn't come from money or wealth. He's trying to tell us, like, listen, I never expected to be here, dog, and I'm here. <laughs> so <laughs> you better dream big because if you don't dream big, you're not going to reach your goals. And he really meant it when he said it. So I would tell anybody, you know, dream big. So you heard it here. There's a lot going on with Financially Clean. In the words of Barack Obama, dream big. So Matt, take us away. This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. Welcome back, everyone. So now we're joined by Sean and Dion from Financially Clean, along with Sean and his, let's just call it Motley Crew, if that's, if that's what you're going with now. Uh, you'll get to know them a little more with some of these questions in the next section. But Sean, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. They are a good-looking Motley Crew, by the way. <laughs> that they are. All right, well, the question to you guys is, what made you sign up for Financially Clean? How you doing, guys? My name is Mike. Um, I, I signed up because... 
have a brand and make a lot of money, I want to make sure we do the right thing with the money. So. Heard that. And what did you find out? What did you think now that you signed um, up? What, no, now, not, that, now that I signed up, I mean, I've been sharing a lot of the financial wealth with my wife, the, the knowledge with my family, my friends, and I'm putting a lot of things into practice, open new accounts. I'm doing some dirty stuff off his credit, cleaning up scrubbing, doing some scrubbing. He's doing some scrubbing. I like the plug. I like <laughs> <laughs> Opening up investment accounts and just doing good things. So it's just making it work. Just trying to put it into practice with my business. Anybody else? Hey, guys. My name is Marielle. Um, the reason I joined the workshop was because, uh, kind of like Big Mike, uh, my boyfriend kind of put me on to this workshop. Um, I was kind of always worried about my credit, but I feel like after joining the workshop, I kind of learned how to manipulate my credit and how to use my credit to my advantage um, as far as like running a business and things like that. So that was kind of the reason why I learned the workshop to really kind of get to know what the world of credit. If I'm not mistaken, your business was beauty care, right? Yeah, so I, I make hair products and I'm actually getting ready to launch this summer and I've learned a lot. It's a free show. You can plug your products. What is it? It's There's... called Pink Roof Products, and it is hair care for curly hair. Yeah. Yes. So how do they find you? How do they find you? How do they find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram, and the website will be up soon. Mailing list will be up in May. What's the Instagram? What's the Instagram? What's the Instagram? Pink Roof Products. Oh. Follow that. Oh, we got one more. We got one more. It's Casper. The Friendly Ghost. But, um... Um, I listen to the show a lot, and um, you know I know the basics about credit. And you know, as I listen to the show, I learn more and more. So I heard about Sean through the podcast, and you know, doing the financial cleaning program. So I wanted to learn more and be able to expand and do more things outside of what I'm doing now. So that's what I came across. But give us a little background of how where you used to listen to the show and who used to make listen to the show. That kind of story is interesting. Well, I'm an Uber driver. Right. No. So, on my time driving, a financially fit Uber driver. Financially <laughs> fit, you know. So during the time of my driving, like there's nothing really to do, so I tend to listen to the podcast a lot. And sometimes I play for the customers, and the customers really like the show. Wow. So I guess you're gonna be like, as soon as they step in the car, you gotta rewind this part where you're speaking, right? That's me. That's me. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, I had a I, when I was in D.C. with Obama, the, my Uber driver, his name is Mike out of Richmond, Virginia. I said I would give him a big up. I'm shouting him out right now. Mike, if you're listening, I'm shouting you out, Mike. Mike, up, Mike. So has Financially Clean helped you get over the fear of credit cards? And that's to anyone in the room. Yes. Um, so fear of credit cards. I was really scared of getting a credit card, especially when I was, like, you know, in college. Um, but now financially clean, I kind of learned kind of like the game of having your credit card, whether it's joining your credit card that gives you, you know, 0% interest for 15 months, um, using your credit card as a debit card to get points and then paying it off before the cycle is over. Uh, wow, you listen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you need to teach. <laughs> I, li- I listened, yeah. And I actually took everything into consideration, so did uh, my boyfriend who uh, was the one who put me on to the class, so we kind of put everything they were the dynamic but, and, duo and, in the class. And I always say that's the key. There's one thing to have the knowledge, but if you don't apply it. So it's great to hear that you're putting it into action. Nicely done. Love to hear that. Anybody else? I just, I, I'll say one thing. Um, I, I bought a car, which is a depreciating asset, right? And I realized that that was probably not the best thing to do. 
So because of um, Sean's advice and like you know being part of the class, I was able to leverage that asset that I was upset that I bought, and I was able to use it to improve my credit score. So I put my monthly payments on my credit card, and I was obviously paying it monthly, and I was being diligent about it. So now my credit score is going up and up and up just because of that. Wow. Just one small example. Work it. All right, my question to you is, guys, how different do you see the world now? Marcus. You put me on the spot, but, um, you know, I walked into 2019, and I didn't really expect to be in this position, um, you know, coming from a corporate setting and trying to figure out where my niche is in, in my life. And, you know, after doing this class, I, I set up a goal for myself. I wanted to save about $10,000 before June, and I'm actually at the $10,000 mark as of today. So, <laughs> so you know... That's, that's a really strong testament about how your mindset will change. And, um, you know, just to add, people say that they're a product of their environment. I believe that you're a product of the work you put in. So if you put in the work, yes. you put in the work and you change your mindset, that'll definitely change your life. Oh I'm going to pass the mic over now to my, famous, for my favorite painter, Damon, because he's always quoting us all over his Instagram. He's always talking about he comes to every single class repeatedly. So... I know you're shy, but I would like, to, what has been your experience? I'm not shy. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, I view the world differently because now I realize how accessible a lot of things are that I never thought. You know, the average person, the average kid like me, you, you know, you would think a lot of business owners, it's so, it's so difficult to, 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 to follow your dreams because you think, uh, Wealth is accessible, uh, inaccessible. But when you realize how to lever- when you learn how to leverage your your credit, and realize that it's actually more valuable than money to some extent, uh, you know you view things differently, and you know you, you your eyes are a lot op- you're you're a lot more open to taking a lot more risks when you when you're this young and you have time to you know to recoup. So yeah, that's how I look at it differently. Man, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by what I'm hearing. I must say, I mean, that's a a really big takeaway there is that time is on your side, young people. Um, What did I have for you guys? Um, Because sharing is caring, right? So I'm hoping each one of you have shared at least one thing with a friend or family. And what would that one thing be? I, I mean... As of like what two weeks ago, like I put everybody on to Robin Hood the other day, so everybody uh-huh. like hitting me up like you're looking Great. like you start, you can check my Loom. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me would be to maximize your resources in every sense that you can. So to Jonathan's point, if you are trying to build your credit but you feel like there's no way you can do that from maybe starting at point A, but you're on point D, figuring out out ways to finesse the system or really just work around what it already gives you to play with and, like, build up from there. Another major thing for me was that a lot of the things that, like this wealth, this topic of wealth and money, it's accessible to everybody. It's just really figuring out the playbook and learning the basics, learning that you can own a building and they're owned by people who look like Sean and who look like Jeff. And there's really no stopping you if you want to do it, especially to the majority of the class that was so young. We have the opportunity to kind of take these risks and play here, play there, see what works, see what doesn't, finesse this person, finesse this bank, since we're not married to banks. Um, and then, you know, I love it. I love it. let that, you know, benefit us in whatever way possible. Well said. So with the program, tell us what was your favorite part? Oh, man. 
There, there's too many to name. There are really too many to name. But I think the most favorite, my most favorite um, and moment was just getting the information that I could share with my family. I think that all the information that I have and coming from a Caribbean background and my parents not really understanding how the game works to put them on the game. And, you know, since our family does have, we, we have assets and I want to be able to help my family push those assets and make them work for them so we can create that generational wealth that I'm sure most of the people in this room, if not all, want to have. So I think that's one of my favorite things is really just beautiful, learning how to create beautiful. that generational wealth. Here's a question. Do you guys think it's impossible to obtain wealth now? No. no. Hello, Sean. This is Mr. 850. Derek. Excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Grab that mic. Go ahead, grab that mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So yeah. I wanted to just share that um, the, the course itself, for me being part of it with Sean and experiencing the effects that he had, it's always a give and take. And sometimes we walk away with experiences sharing with what we know with people. And when I realize that they get it, they understand every dime they spend is a transfer of wealth from them to someone else. And we need to make that transfer from us to us. Mm -hmm. And it's great having those conversations with us, yeah. for us. Mm -hmm. And, and gives us this feeling that, you know what, that the opportunities out there are still available. We just have to know how to reach out yeah. and take it. Nice. Drop the mic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Boom. why would you recommend Clean from other financial literacy programs? Anna, you haven't said anything. I think because it's broken down in a way that's easy to understand and that you're able to ask questions and it's an open space where you feel comfortable, say, if you haven't met, met the, um, had the best financial past, that you have that space to explain and kind of ask for help on how to move forward. All right, so guys, guys, what do you think about Sean? Sean is amazing. Yo. <laughs> I'll say this, this actually, I'm not, this actually, to answer the couple questions earlier, this is my favorite part of the class is Sean. Obviously, meeting wonderful people and like, you know, understanding like new brands and like, you know, but Sean is actually like, the way he breaks down financial literacy, like, it's actually so amazing. Um, initially, I called him the Neil deGrasse Tyson of uh, finance, but like, and I was like saying that hyperbolically, but like now I actually mean it because um, this, these are like heavy topics, right? These are things that, you know, a lot of us don't understand, right? And um, the way he breaks it down, he uses a lot of personal um, interjections, anecdotes, stories. And now I know that he shops at J. Crew, but he still has a lot of money in the bank. So there's a way to still balance that. And one most important thing that Sean t taught me this semester was um, don't spend emotionally, right? Like that's and the way he broke that point down, <laughs> bro. I don't buy nothing anymore, um, except for things that I actually need. You know, so like, so I, I, I really love, except for P ninety six, but um, and other amazing brands. But I'm just saying though, like, it's just um, I just loved his approach. So yeah, man, that's I, I can't follow that up. That's crazy. I feel like um, with Sean as well, it's just that it's easier to learn from someone who uh, you know comes from your community. It's, mm. it's, it's a lot easier to absorb the information. And he does it in ways where it's like it's relatable. You can actually picture yourself in these situations. It's been you or it is you or anything like that. It's just a lot easier when you're, you know, you're coming to the class and you see everyone who looks like you. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's so much more comfortable. It's tailored to us. So that's yeah. what I really like about the program as well. I, I want to agree as well. Um, I thank Sean for putting everything together and even taking the time for us week by week to um, make build this community and help us spread differently and spread the word and spread the knowledge even further. 
it's crazy how like the community that was built in this room got even tighter over the weeks. And um, it's just it's only we're only gonna do keep doing your work and and making our um, money make money for us. For me, the thing with Sean was how genuine he is about just sharing information and to see like he is also, you know, a person like us who look like us who've been through these experiences and certain experiences that even through class that he was going through, he came and shared and just showed us like this is what they're not telling us and he's sharing it with us to prepare us and have us see what's going on out here so that we can also be able to be on guard us as well. Sean, you okay over there? Huh? I, I see, I see Sean tearing up. my brother tearing in here, dog. <laughs> Don't stop the phone, let it keep coming. You haven't heard him for a while. He's, he's tearing up over there. <laughs> um, I think one of the most novel things about Sean is that he's really invested in the youth overall. I think where most adults would be really annoyed and tell young people that their dreams are a bit far-fetched, he makes sure that he not only encourages you verbally, but tries to put his money where his mouth is. Like last session we had, um, her name is Chef Nakai. She has a pastry business. And not only was Sean coaching her along the way with like business tips and how she should get off the ground, but he bought like some of her products at the end of the class for everybody to share in and actually show her that he's actually just as invested in her as he says that he is. So I think that helps across all avenues. He stays with students after class to talk about photography or business or how to start a brand or X, Y, and Z, whatever have you, about what it is that you need to get off the ground and gives you feedback based off what he's experienced and what it is he thinks you'll encounter in the future, which is always helpful. Well, thank you all for your kind comments. But like anything, there's a hidden agenda. When you guys are making all that money and doing all these great businesses, I just want to get a discount. <laughs> That's what it comes down to, relationship building. Um, yeah, so I, once again, I thank you all for being on the show. But before I go, are there any closing comments that, they wanted, that anybody wants to share, sh say any plugs? You're welcome to do it. You know, like I said, you're, there's people all over the world listening to the show. So anything you'd like to add, please feel free. Um, I just want to say that ever since the workshop, which I took in, like, it, it finished awesome. in December, my credit score went up a few points. So. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Yay! Great. I would like to add quickly, anyone out there listening that needs to get financial uh, literacy, financially clean is the place to be. Look out for our next class coming up, and stay tuned, and I would say take advantage of it as soon as you can. Um, I just want to reiterate something that Sean said to me that really stuck out. Um, it was a quote he used. He said, be the chess player, not the chess piece. So I think that's, that, that really stuck out to me because we... We are seen as pawns, and we are seen as a consumer. You are the pawn, so you want to change from that consumer mindset to a supplier mindset. So, just be the chess piece, not the be the chess player, not the chess piece. Yeah, we're all kings and queens, right? Yeah. Sean, man, that was profound. Wow. <laughs> what are you shocked? I, I didn't remember saying it. But I'm glad I did say it. <laughs> I know I said it. <laughs> He's like, did I say that? <laughs> Go ahead. And I, we, I, we have Peter going to say something, and he's, you know, he's in the background all the time, but he's helped put this all together, fulfill your project. And he was one that used to listen to the podcast, and then I've, he was doing great things, and I said, let's work together. So without further ado, Peter wants to say something. Hey, guys, I know I haven't said anything yet, but I just wanted to say the best for last. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I think this is one of the most important work that, that Sean and Financial Clean was doing in the community, period. Um, and it's free, so you guys have to take advantage of it. 
Um, you guys keep doing the good work you're doing. Um, financial literacy to the people. Mm-hmm. Word. Can I see that? Well, once again, I thank you all for listening. For thank you all for everybody coming out, being part of this show for Financial Literacy Month. Um, Derek, Dion, love you guys. Thank you guys for helping uh, further this mission. And uh, yeah, we out. Guys, I hope you didn't miss this part. This is amazing. This is amazing. Guys, we heard about hidden financial goals, leveraging assets, using credit cards to your advantage, sharing trade secrets. I mean, this stuff is amazing. So if you missed any of it, go ahead and replay it. Other than that, we'll be back after a message from our sponsor. NickNightDirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to NickNightDirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T Direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of NickNightDirect.com and you have my word. Welcome back, everyone. Before we end today, I just want to pass things over to our normal lady with the facts, today guest, Dion. I'm so glad I'm normal. (laughs) Um, But honestly, uh, if you had told me where Financially Clean would be four years ago, um, I couldn't have imagined it. Over 5,000 kids are now living financially clean, and it's uh, not because... Sean and I knew how to write a a 12-week curriculum because we didn't. Um, It's not because uh, we had the funding. Um, We didn't have a a dime. Um, Not because either of us had ever taught in a classroom before. We actually had never. Um, But all because we had decided to fill a need. You know, we saw a need and and we decided to fill it. So... um, just want to say, Sean, it's been quite a journey. Uh, looking forward to what lies ahead. Um, and everyone, and we hope you enjoy, enjoyed learning about Financially Clean. If you want to learn more, uh, please email us your questions to tbgwgc at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Black Guys Good Credit. And don't forget to leave a five-star review to make it easier for others to find us like crushed zero one who said great information. I found your podcast on Monday and I've listened to a few shows and I am hooked. I like the tips and the facts. I look forward to listening to more episodes and putting the information into practice. Thank you. Crushed one. We appreciate you. And uh, that's Dion Nichols also known as the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts, signing off. So, I, I would really like to give a warm, heartfelt thanks to Sean and Dion for letting me host today. I think everything went well, and if it didn't, I'm not going to let them tell me otherwise, so that's great. I seriously like to give a special thanks out to the guests that came on today. I really appreciate being being able to be affiliated with Financially Clean, Two Black Guys with Good Credit. It's been a great 18 months, and I love hearing back from the people that are being served in the community and hearing the things they've learned. It warms my heart to know that people are out there listening, taking advantage of the information and sharing it so more people can be aware. I love it. So in essence, Financially Clean is doing wonderful things and you've already heard how to join. 
please, if you are so compelled, please do. Remember, everybody, when opportunity knocks, make sure you're there to answer the door. I'm Derek Poe, the Credit King, a.k.a. the younger half of the two black guys with good credit. Signing off. My bottom line is about you. Yes, you, the listeners. I am encouraging you, and hopefully you will listen and you'll register for our upcoming eight-week financial literacy workshop. This is going to be a special one. We have partnered with Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, and the workshop is going to take place every Tuesday, commencing August 13th until October 1st from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Brooklyn Borough Hall, which is downtown Brooklyn, 209 Jerolaman Street. Every and every train goes there, so there's no excuse not to get there. And guess what? If you cannot make it to Borough Hall, then you're welcome to join our live stream and view it from your comforts of your own home. Just simply register at livefinanciallyclean.com. Once again, register for the in-classes or for the web classes at livefinanciallyclean.com. See you guys there. Dear listeners, if you like our podcast, please consider supporting our parent organization, Financially Clean. Clean works to provide financial literacy classes to underserved youth free of charge. In order for us to offset the cost of providing these programs, we need generous contributions from people like you. To make things easy, we've partnered up with CoinUp. It's a platform that allows you to donate your spare change from your purchases, of course, up to a limit. Simply visit www.coinupapp.com or download the CoinUp app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. To get started, simply open up the app. Choose Clean as your charity, link your credit or debit card, and set a monthly limit. Help us make a big change for financial literacy. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico, to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.